Type Network presents The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Through education, you can also better yourselves in other ways. You learn how to learn, how to think critically and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. You can learn how to be a better human being. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pesara Tales. I'm Jay Mastrelia, or Sir Jay, as my students call me. And this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome. Thank you very much for listening through this uh, new episode of the Pesara Tales. Whether you are listening through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate you joining us this week. And as always, the Pesara Tales is part of the Pilipinas Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network, or Pipe Network for short. Maraming maraming salamat sa Pipe. You can check out all the other amazing podcasts and content from the network. Just click the link in the description of this episode. Also, you can join us in our Facebook group that's called The Teacher's Lounge by the Pesara Tales. You can uh, drop by there. Get some updates on the episodes that we do, as well as share uh, content, share uh, stories and uh, questions, whatever you may want to talk about in terms of education, we have it here in the Teacher's Lounge by the Pizarre Tales. So, uh, you know, isa na namang linggo. Uh, pasensya na, hindi po tayo nakapag-release last week, but uh, it's okay, alright? Uh, we're doing the best we can. And uh, of course, we are still in the middle of our uh, school year. No, in my case, uh, we just start. Uh, we are now about to finish our first term, basically. And uh, before we begin this episode, I would just like to ask you, kamusta po ba kayo? How are you? You know that is a very uh, loaded. Sometimes it's a loaded question to ask, but also sometimes uh, it's become very. Um, Uh, relevant, irrelevant, meaning parang you just throw it around very casually. Na, oh, kamusta ka? Ganyan, ganyan. And, you know, we fail to realize the impact at times, right? We, at times, we fail to realize the impact of that question. Kamusta ka? You know, like I was mentioning, we are about to just finish the the first term in the school that I work for. And, uh, you know, I could already sense that uh, students and uh, teachers, they're starting to languish a little bit, right? This is, the, this is the second school year of which we are going to do, you know, online classes, full online classes throughout the year. And so it, it is a bit tiring. You know, whenever I get asked um, how is uh, online teaching, I usually say that I just miss face-to-face classes. Right, mainly because you know, face-to-face classes in face-to-face classes, you know, there is that interaction, there is the camaraderie that uh, you get to interact with your peers, your students, co-teachers. But now we're online, and uh, one thing I notice is that 
attendance checking is a bit different in online. Uh, you've probably seen some of those memes. Uh, yung parang yung mga video ng mga online classes kung saan yung uh, yung teacher, uh, the teacher will ask students to uh, to sing the chorus for Bad Romance. Yung God in a bad romance. Yeah, so nabawasan na tayo ng listeners. No? But yeah, I mean, you've probably seen those already. Um, you've also, uh, along those lines, you might have seen also videos of uh, ibang klase namang uh, attendance checking. No, Basically, just random questions or uh, you're being made to say a particular phrase. You know, these kinds of, uh, these kinds of activities, you know, we might laugh at them, of course. They, they, they are a bit funny. But at the same time, this is actually a technique that's been uh, becoming more popular now in the age of distance learning, which is the class check-in, right? So personally, what I do in my classes is that I would do a class check-in before we start, right? It could be as simple as, um, you know, how are you today? But at the same time, it can be uh, very, a bit zany. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, but before anything else, uh, we would just like to pause for a short break. We'll be right back. This is the Pizarra Tales. This episode is brought to you by the Pipe Marketplace. Do you want to get great deals? Or do you want to look for a business opportunity that can help you earn while at home? Or do you want to get discount for your next lunch? You can check out the Pipe Marketplace. Visit pipenetwork.co slash marketplace and use the promo code TPT and get exclusive discounts. Chat with them now. Dear listener, have you ever had a complicated situation with someone you love? I'm not a relationship expert, but I sure have gone through a handful of ups and downs with my own relationships. So I invite you to join in the conversation in my podcast, Sincerely Yours, where we'll talk about the discrete things we do in relationships that harm us. Some may be hard to admit to ourselves, but you know that's the road to building healthy relationships. I hope to see you there. Sincerely Yours, Maria. And we're back here in the Pisara Tales, where you're still with me, Sir Jay. And uh, this week's episode will focus more about the idea of the class check-in. Now, for those who probably have not heard the term before, or baka iba yung nasa isip niyo, no, pag narinig niyo yung salitang class check-in, ano po ba ang class check-in, right? In a class check-in, it's usually an activity, right? Or it can be as simple as just a simple question and answer. But it's usually an activity that teachers use right, to check in on students, literally to see how they are. Right? And in the age of distance learning, in the age of uh, remote learning, no, medyo nauuso siya ngayon, especially in uh, schools uh, abroad, wherein uh, some of them are doing you know, full online classes, some of them are doing face-to-face, but also some are doing blended. And so with all these different setups, and uh, it's easy to uh, to lose track of how students are doing. So, ang ginagawa ng mga teachers usually would be to check in on their students. Right? This is very much done usually during a homeroom period, or um, kung masipag yung subject teacher gagawin din yan in, uh, in almost every in every subject, you know, in every class. Uh, and this is actually something that isn't new. Right? Nauso lang siya ngayon because of the situation that we're in, right? Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the whole uh, global pandemic and all that. But 
even before, this is already a thing. You know, class check-ins are used to, you know, very much get the status report, all right? Get a status check of how students are in each class. And uh, we, we usually disregard this, right, both as teachers and students. But really, class check-ins, these are very underrated, right? Because if you think about it, this is very, very low effort, very low risk, and yet the rewards are great, right? I mean, isipin mo, magtatanong ka lang ng simpleng tanong, kunyari, anong paborito mong uh, pasta, right? Or anong paborito mong pagkain na lang yan? Anong paborito mong pagkain? And it usually sparks a conversation. It usually sparks um, some sort of interest in students, right? With a very simple question that usually hindi naman related sa subject. Although, pwede rin naman na magkaroon ng class check-in na related sa subject, right? The great thing about class check-ins is that it aids social and emotional well-being, right? Especially now, more than ever, kailangan yan, no? Na i-check natin kung kamusta na ba talaga ang ating mga sudyante. Ngayon, syempre, nakakaumay din na araw-araw mong tatanungin sa sudyante mo, oh, kamusta ka na? And usually, whenever I would do this, I would just get the usual response. Eh, okay lang. Alright, we're, we're doing fine. You know, as fine as you can be in a situation like this. Alright? But basically, these class check-ins are used to aid social and emotional development in students. Yun din kasi yung nawala nung nagkaroon tayo ng distance learning, na online learning. Because students are not going to schools, not having face-to-face interactions with their classmates, with their friends, with their teachers and staff and all that, right? Nahihirapan yung social and emotional development. Because now, students, kids, they're not so aware on how to deal with their emotions, right? And check-ins like these can actually be, can actually have the potential to help students be more attuned to their emotions and how they are feeling, right? Because whenever you're going to be asked, oh, sige, kamusta ka? Siyempre, minsan you could use the, the very conventional uh, answer na okay lang, right? But at the same time, at the back of your head, Mapapaisip ka, oh, kamusta nga ba talaga ako? How am I doing at a time like this? Right? And with the hustle and bustle of your classes, it's easy to forget that. Kasi ang mapapansin mo, your students are generally languishing. Ngayon, pagod na pagod na sila sa lahat ng homework na pinamimigay mo or pinamimigay na ibang teachers. And, uh, you know, they just tend to be numb. Which is, which is sad, of course. Kasi... As humans, we we have to be aware, right, about what we are feeling. Okay? Kailangan din natin maintindihan kung tayo ba ay talagang pagod, tayo ba ay nalulungkot, tayo ba ay nahihirapan, tayo ba ay masaya, tayo ba ay sakto lang, right? The complexity of our emotions are something, is something that we should be taking note of as well, right? Especially now more than ever. And for kids kasi, since na wala sa na practice, dahil wala namang klase, right? This is our way of helping them practice, right? In an article written by uh, Terry Anderson of Athabasca University in Canada back in 2003, right? Uh, he was describing uh, the three common types of interaction 
discussed in distance education. Kasi dati pa naman, kahit wala pa nung, uh, you know, school lockdowns and all that, meron namang ng distance education. It's already a thing. Alright? And uh, Anderson said that in distance education, right? actually his work with uh, Garrison back in 1998, they discussed that in distance education, there should be student-student interaction, student-teacher interaction, and student-content interaction. Si student content, yun yung si estudyante, mag-aaral, magbabasa ng readings, gagawa ng homework, etc. Student-student, syempre, yun yung interaction na not necessarily just in the classroom but also in the playground, during lunch break, you know, these kinds of interactions. And of course, the student-teacher interaction, apart from the lecture kind of uh, interaction, there's also, you know, the casual interactions in the corridors or like during sa sa mga, you know, tatambay sila, kunyari, sa faculty room for some reason, right? Those kinds of interactions are essential in distance education. Ngayon, yung student-student at yung student-teacher, medyo mahirap yan in distance education. Kasi syempre, hindi mo naman sila laging nakakasama. So therefore, this kind of interaction should be strengthened during distance learning. Kailangan magkaroon ng ways para mapunan yung gap na yun. Right? And so, yung student-student, they'll find ways, right? Sometimes, teacher, teachers have the tendency of uh, trying to organize too many things for supposedly for, you know, uh, camaraderie, para makapag-interact yung mga students sa isa, right? And while that may be true for in some certain, uh, in some circumstances, no, na siguro yung mga bata naman ito, eh, di naman talaga nila asikasuhin yung ganyan, kapag hindi sila nag-aaral, no? you might, they actually might not have the opportunity talaga to interact with their students and that might be the only way yung through the through the teacher's initiative. But really, kids will find a way to interact with their friends. right? Especially now, na may social media naman, right? mafo-foster pa rin yung interaction. It's not as ideal as in a school setting, but at least that's, there's that. Right? The main problem now is the student-teacher interaction. Kasi ang interaction ng students nila sa atin bilang mga guro, naiisip nila na, okay, pagkausap ko si teacher is usually about work. It's usually about school. It's about homework, it's about the lesson, blah, 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 blah. Right? And we tend to forget that these kids, right, just like us, are humans too. And so these kids need to have some sort of emotional connection with their teacher. Alright? It doesn't have to be very serious or hindi naman kailangan din naman na sobrang chami-chami. Pero, alright, there has to be a certain level of uh, familial interaction between the student and the teacher. Because that should help foster the right uh, environment or the right uh, conducive uh, environment for the student to be able to understand what the teacher is teaching during lectures or during the actual work that is to be done. So because of that interaction, at least, mas mapapadali yung pag-intindi ng bata. At yun nga, yung low effort, low risk, and high reward na yun, I would be through check-ins. Kasi in that split second, in that five seconds na tinanong mo yung bata, ano yung paborito niyang kulay? Right? Magbibigay na ng sagot yung bata. At yung bata, mapapaisip yan, okay, um, what, is, what is happening here? And so, there, it, start, it sparks an interaction, a conversation. 
right? It's a good reset from the monotony of lectures, homeworks, synchronous tasks. Siyempre, nakakaumay din yan. Di lang para sa student, pero para rin sa teacher, right? And so, checking in is a great way to have that short reset just to check up on our students as people, not simply as students in a, for lack of a better term, transactional relationship with you in the school setting. Ngayon, paano ba natin pwedeng gawin ang mga check-ins? No? Usually, there is the in-class check-ins, which is what I tend to do. Usually, at the start of my class, I would, uh, especially if it's the first meeting of the week, no, I would ask my weekly check-in to my students. Usually, it's a fun question, like, uh, if you were a school supply, what would you be? Oh, or what is your favorite carbohydrate? You know, it's very, um, it's very stupid if you think about it. Pero they would give really fun answers, right, at times. Of course, there are some that medyo, eh, yun lang yung sagot. And I can't blame them, right? But there are those na talagang nag enjoy when answering those kinds of questions. And it's that spark, right, that helps foster that social-emotional aspect, right? Of course, there's also the individual check-in, yung usual na consultation. This is more for um, mas tutok pag kailangan mong tutukan yung bata. Lalo na kapag sa academics, medyo nahihirapan na you would tend to have, uh, you know, one-on-one conversations or maybe like very small groups, no? These kinds of check-ins just to see what are what's happening on in their lives, how are they at home, etc. In the school that I work for, we have this mentoring uh we have this mentoring program no, where students are assigned to a teacher who's going to be their mentor. And they can talk about life, right? They can talk about things outside of school. But also, we as mentors, our responsibility as well would be to guide our students properly, right? And so those kinds of check-ins are also important kasi, syempre, baka naman nahihiya lang magsumagot yung bata during class, pero pag one-on-one, mas nag-open up siya, ganyan. Also, now in distance learning, meron din, pwede rin yung emails, chatting, right? Yung emails usually is for more formal stuff, uh, but really emails can be utilized to, you know, convey messages, right? Especially in uh, in certain situations wherein medyo mahirap mag-video call, medyo mahirap magkaroon ng synchronous na usapan. So pwede rin na namang asynchronously, text mo, chat mo, email mo, right? And then, of course, there's also the academic check-ins. Now, academic check-ins are similar to your in-class check-ins, but this time, the kinds of questions or the kinds of activities that you will be doing would be a fun way of incorporating it in the topic. So, kunyari, pwedeng ito yung mga one question na related sa topic, para check-in question na related sa topic mo. Kunyari, if your topic is about, um, let's say... Uh, the scientific method. Your check-in question would be, okay, so how would you define the scientific method, right? Medyo it will rely on your student studying, but also it's a great way of checking, okay, may natutunan ba sila? Especially if this check-in question is something that you discussed already before, it's a great way of checking, okay, natutunan ba nila yung kailangan nilang matutunan in the past lesson, Right? And so these kinds of check-ins can be used and utilized by our teachers to really take a look at the status of our students, right? 
Kasi madali ito nakakalimutan eh. Maliit lang ito na porsyento ng oras nyo. Pero madali ito nakakalimutan. But if you handle it well enough, it would be very, very useful. Right? Now, in this article uh, by who's it? Lauren Porosov, right? Building a Better Check-In, written in Edutopia, right? Uh, she would write uh, seven ways, seven particular ways on how to improve these class check-ins. Number one, asking for multiple emotions, right? This is important kasi pag kinamusta ka, right? Sobrang daling sabihin na, okay, I'm okay, right? Or sobrang daling sabihin na, uh, gutom ako or malungkot ako, right? But often we fail to realize that as humans, we our emotions are complex, It might be possible that the student is angry at a particular thing that happened with uh, their sibling. Pero masaya siya dahil nag-aaral siya ngayon. Or masaya siya dahil uh, they got to interact with their friends. Right? Life is not very linear. Right? And the emotions we feel are not just one emotion. It's not a monolith. Right? There are complexities to it. And so... Asking our students for those, right, helps them practice to be more attuned at the complexity of their emotions. So maybe a question that could be asked, kunyari, um, what three emo- which three emojis uh, tell the story of your day so far? O, di ba? O kaya naman pwede namang uh, tanungin, simply thinking back on the past week, when was a time when you felt each of the following emotions? When did you feel sad? When did you feel angry? And so now they would analyze what has been happening in their past week, right? And it also helps you understand kung ano bang pinanggagalingan nila. Number two, vary the tone. Siyempre, like I mentioned a while ago, nakakaumay kung ang tanong ay palaging kamusta ka na ba? So, you can have other prompts. You can have more fun, playful types of check-in questions. Kunyari, do school subjects have colors? Or, if tomato is a fruit, is ketchup a smoothie? <laughs> you know, medyo walang kakwenta-kwenta, pero you can use these, right, to, again, break the monotony. Para hindi nakakaumay yung tanong. At the same time, kung meron mang nagkaroon ng, you know, unfortunately, kung meron mang traumatic event, meron mang isang mang, kunyari, um, first class after ng bagyo, you can also vary the tone to be more serious. You can ask them, okay, uh, what did you feel uh, during the storm? Were you safe, right? In particular, and uh, what were your thoughts on what happened uh, last night? Yung mga ganon, right? You can also vary the tone, not only to be playful, but to be serious. And so, there's an ebb and flow, right? Mangyayari niyan, your students will be more attuned into the ups and downs of life. Number three, make it culturally responsive. Of course, this is written in the context of America wherein they're very, very diverse. But we can also practice inclusivity here, right? Even here in the Philippines. So when we're designing questions, take note that we don't want to explicitly or implicitly recenter historically dominant social cultural groups, right? We want to be as inclusive to our students as well. Right? So that students won't be left out. Number four, involve students in creating check-in prompts. What you can do is that at the start of the year, pwede mo silang tanongin ng suggestions. Right? 
what you can do is that make them write suggestions on possible check-in prompts. Put them in a jar, like sa tambiolo, and then every time na magkakaroon ka ng moment to do a check-in, bubunot ka doon. That way, the students will feel, right, that they have as much part in the learning process as teachers do, right? So, that we feel nila na they are partners with us. Hindi sila basta, uh, you know, nandun lang para makinig sa teacher, no? They are engaged in a partnership with us as teachers. Number five, build emotion noticing in academic routines. Ngayon, like I mentioned, these check-in questions most often are done during homeroom. But even as subject teachers, we can insert them every now and then. Right? Kasi syempre, kunyari, lalo na ako, nagtuturo ako ng science, nakakawamay din siya, nakakasira ng ulo, nakakasabaw, basically. Right? Uh, students don't tend to respond well after the first 30 minutes, what I noticed. So what you can do, just to recenter their attention, and at the same time to see how they are doing, put it in the middle of your class. Right? Put it in such a way na, okay, uh, right, kamusta na kayo? How are you doing? Right? Check up on them para hindi dere-derechong turo lang. No? Kasi syempre, hindi, hindi na nila madadigest yan. So give them short mental breaks. Right? And one way to do a mental break would be to do another check-in question. Number six, connect emotions to values and values to action. Okay, so now that we've analyzed our students' emotions, we can ask them, okay, what can we do about it? Or you can uh, offer, how may I help you deal with this emotion? Or at the same time, you can ask the student para mas uh, independent nila magawa ng uh, solution. No? What do you think is the best way to deal with this emotion? Because now, they are starting to reflect. Now that they are aware, right, of what their emotion is, they can now start to reflect what can we done, what can be done about it. So don't just stick to a particular check-in question that asks how they are, right? You can also ask and go further, what can we do about it? And finally, use a pedagogy of belonging, right? When we say belonging, okay, so check-ins don't just stop there, right? So uh, hindi lang to basta parang requirement in a checklist na kailangan mong gawin. Okay, if I have a class, I need to do at least one or two check-ins, ganyan, ganyan, It's not just that, right? This is a portal for you to get into their world, to understand how they are, uh, how they are navigating schooling at a time like this, right? So if you feel na during a check-in question, medyo may pinanghuhugutan to, you can definitely look into that. You can ask help from your um, you can ask help from your guidance counselors and all that. Essentially, right? Use check-ins as a stepping stone to something greater. Now, ultimately, all right, as we approach our my final thoughts, ultimately, this uh, type of activity, check-in questions, check-in activities, this is ultimately about student empowerment. We want our students to be able to feel like they are human. Because one thing I notice, right, from my students then, is that they're starting to lose some sort of the, so their sense of self. 
Nauumay na sila sa routine. Napopasok ka through Zoom and you're listening to a lecture and you're doing a seat work. At a time like this, we all need to feel a little bit more human. Right? We need to treat ourselves with grace, with kindness, compassion, right? We need to be able to be attuned to how we are feeling in order for us to go further, right? And that can start with us as teachers when we check in on our students. So yeah, that is our episode about check-in. Thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, what do you think, right? Uh, Do you do this during uh, your classes? Or if you're a student, would you want your teacher to do this in your classes? Uh, you know, you can leave us messages. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Pizarra Tales. You can leave your messages there, your suggestions on possible topics, or if your reactions on this particular episode, you can leave them there. If you don't want to do that, you can email us, thepizarratales at gmail.com. The original theme music that you heard and will hear was composed by EJ Adrilin. Once again, this is Sir Jay wishing you a wonderful day. <laughs>